What is up, everybody? The Force is with me, and I am one with the Force. We are talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story, the very special edition spoiler cast of the movie. So if you have not seen Rogue One, please do not listen. Stop right now. You won't regret it. I'm Josiah Leroy, and with me today, my panelists, Jeff Pavlak. I think you mean with with you tonight. It's a little bit late right now. Well, it is 1230. <laughs> we are fresh <laughs> off seeing that movie. We just came from the premiere. The Buffalo premiere. <laughs> right. Jimbo. Well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> and T-Rev. Hi. Trevor. Ah. Hi. <laughs> Trevor Tequila. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> no, not tonight. No, it's too late. Nicknames for days, man. Oh, I've got the most nicknames. That's the best part about hosting. Uh, so, first impressions from Rogue One. What are you thinking overall? I don't want to start. I, I I thought it was like well, I don't know as soon as I left the theater I was like texting my buddy and I was like dude 9.5 9.5 out of 10 and then um I kind of thought about it for a second and I was like you know what I kind of thought the same thing for um The Force Awakens and I don't want to like put I guess I don't really want to put like a label on it right now I need to digest a little bit yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need to see it at least a couple more times. I mean, I'm going to go see it on Monday with my buddies from home. Um, and um, hopefully, like, they can shed a little bit more light on some stuff. It's really nice that we're talking about it right now because, you know, then I can I have some stuff to talk yeah. to them about. It'll bring to light some questions, yeah, too, exactly. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jimbo, what did you think of this thing? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> my Super problem exciting. with... I, I can't choose a favorite uh, Star Wars movie because... Each new one is the most exciting to me at that time. So I don't know what my favorite is, but I thought this was really amazing. It's hard not to label them your favorite. I agree. I'll harp on Trevor's point and yours a little bit. I think <clears throat> The Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie ever. And that includes Empire Strikes Back. And that's, that's super tough to say. I was really worried that I was... <laughs> I was telling Pavlok before this that I was going to have Rogue One in the same category because I scored The Force Awakens a 10 out of 10 and I've never done that before. Wow. I've got a, a number in mind, but I don't want to spoil that. Uh, I'm going to have a good discussion with you folks and maybe let that shape my review a little bit. I've got a number in mind, but I'll, I'll, I'll save it for the other. Come back for that review, everybody. That's right. Uh, Pavlok, what are, what are we thinking? I will say that the last 40 minutes of the film was um, some of the best I've seen on screen this year for any movie. Yeah, uh, I, on the edge of my seat from, you know, the last 40, 45 minutes on towards the credits. And it's funny because we know the outcome of the entire movie. Right. We know what we know what happens. But I I like um, going into into a movie with like a little bit of spoilers. Like, I don't mind spoilers at all, especially a movie like this where it's like, OK, well, we know how it's going to end up. Um, I just want to see how it happens. Exactly, the and, way, and, and the way that it gets there is so good. Yeah, it's so, and it's not even just that it's like entertaining. It fills in a lot of plot holes too. I think it really does. It adds depth. It goes over. It's a nice way for them to reiterate and visit characters that were only in Episode Four. 
they yeah. kind of got like their their shine of the the spotlight again. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it was a nice way to go back and do that. Uh, and we normally do these spoiler casts uh, a few days after we've seen the movie, but this is Thursday, uh, December fifteenth. Well, not anymore. It's now Friday the sixteenth. But we saw the eight <laughs> ten showing. We we were amped up. We got some great seats in that theater. Uh, Jamie, you had a thought because you took the mic <laughs> because you were talking about characters from you know the older movies and how they got to appear here. And my favorite cameo of all time, well, I don't know about all time, but as of tonight, my favorite cameo was, uh, I don't even know if this guy has a name or what it would be, but uh, the guy who was who, who passed the main characters and said, my friend doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. Oh, yeah. That I was very that. good. <laughs> the <laughs> pig nose guy. That, yeah. yeah. From uh, <laughs> Again, I always reference the Family Guy special, but he's like... I don't like you. And he's like, you don't even know me. He's like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm pig nose and this is my friend Scott. <laughs> what do they call it? Hoth. Why don't they just call it cold? Yeah, he's working on a comedy routine. He's up after the band. <laughs> so, uh, again, we, we do this usually a few days later, but uh, right now, early projections are $39 million opening night domestically. Force Awakens... Uh, did 57 million last year, which was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't think we expected this to really s- quite scratch the surface Force Awakens did monetarily. I uh, mean, the Force Awakens had a lot more hype around it as they were like... It was the return, the great unknown. Yeah, and not only that, but they were like adding on to the story. I mean, this is adding on to the story, but it's. I think a lot of people didn't necessarily know what it was going to you know, include. Um, and they didn't want to like ruin the original trilogy, so I think that's why a lot of people aren't like going to see it tonight. Maybe they just want to see what the reviews are. And um, I mean, from what I've seen, the reviews are excellent. I think this will pick up steam. Yeah, actually, absolutely. from word of mouth, uh, a lot of people, in my experience, had no idea that this was a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Until this week, they're like, "Oh wait, there's a Star Wars coming out." Um, people either didn't know that or they knew it was star wars and didn't know where it was set so that's kind of interesting yeah i've ran into a lot of people where they don't necessarily know where the movie falls in in terms of like the timeline but yeah um so uh we'll, we'll start breaking down a few things here first uh let's go into right at the beginning what did you guys think of the intro i didn't like it actually and we talked about that shortly after seeing the movie as we were you know leaving um I thought it was jumping around a little bit too much after we got away from the Urso, uh, or sorry, Urso homestead. I like that opening scene. So there's no crawl. Yeah. It jumps to three or four planets that they name right away. Very interesting. This is also the first text on screen in a Star Wars film in story. Okay. I don't think I actually knew that. Which you can kind of yeah, like know that. in the Star Trek films, they would do that a lot. Right. Where they'll, they'll put either the date or the the location in this case they did the planet name which i didn't mind it, at first I'm, I'm such like a traditionalist with star wars i'm like no 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 no, no get that out of there get that out of there but i, I didn't mind it the more it was I think nice about it. to know what they were called right right and and especially also how they were spelled too because oh, you know yeah. you know you hear something but you don't necessarily pick up on you know what the word looks like always um but yeah i, I just i feel like the beginning 10 15 minutes messy. just jumping around to too many different perspectives you saw gins you saw Saul Guerreras at one point um Carrick's, um, Cashins. It was just jumping around to so many different characters that you really couldn't settle down and get a feel for any of them right away. It was a little unfocused at first. It was a lot to... 
I think scrambled was the best word yeah. that comes to mind for me. It, I wanted, uh, I, I, and you know what? I don't have a solution for really how they could have done it better. I, you mentioned on the ride home in the, you know, maybe like 15, 20% through the movie of the way it kind of found its footing. It, it, it was a cohesive story with a, a clear end goal. Once they got to Jeddah, I feel like that's when the movie found its rhythm. I think that's fair. Especially just, at the start of that action sequence, which was awesome in and of its own right, but also because I feel like that's when the movie kind of found its footing and got the narrative rolling. Oh, yeah. A little bit more, you know, cohesively. I agree. I think they just needed to set up a lot of backstory and a lot of groundwork for all the characters and everything. That too. Faster than any other Star Wars, by the way. You know, right? you, know you don't want to, you know, make the movie dramatically longer, but I feel like an extra 20 minutes, maybe that's enough time to fill in that backstory. Yeah, and they could have done that. They could have spared a little bit more. Who knows? I, I yeah. thought this was a... It, it clocked in about two hours, 13 minutes. Yeah, somewhere around that. Which was solid. I could have gone two and a half with it. Oh, me too. Yeah, definitely. What do you think of No Crawl? That's what I was going to say. I know that No Crawl was a big deal and everything, but I kind of missed it. I love the crawl in Star Wars. It gets you amped up, doesn't it? I know, and, and it's mi- the beginning, you know? You Is it possible that that's why this was so scattered in the beginning? Because there was no crawl to set us forward? I think so, a little bit. Um, it, it was almost like it was, you're stepping out on ice, you're slipping a little bit, you're trying to find your footing, and that's what yeah. it felt like. I kind of s- f- had the same feeling with like Guardians of the Galaxy in the very beginning, where yeah. they kind of skip around a little bit. It really did. And I mean, with Guardians, I think they do it a little bit better. Um, this, it definitely threw me for a loop. Like, why are they skipping around all these plants? After a while, I mean, I understood. Like, after the first, like, five minutes of the movie, I understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, definitely way too much, like, jumping around. Might have been too fast of a pace. Which yeah. Which is interesting to think of. Because most movies tend to be too slow, if mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Lindy. Oh. <laughs> Pavlik. Sorry, big guy. <laughs> you think someone's knocking? Damn, you, <laughs> you beautiful, beautiful dog. He is a really beautiful dog. It's too bad the audience can't see him. He appears on so many podcasts. Maybe he'll be in the thumbnail. Who knows? It's probably a good thing that they don't know how beautiful he is because they would be <laughs> like outside knocking on your window like, hey, can we see your dog? He's just so gorgeous. No, we're not here for the Geekiverse. We're here for the dog. We're here for the dog. The dogiverse. Hey, man, whatever gets marketing done, right? The Ruffiverse. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do whatever we got to do. Uh, So... We, we get the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and we get the quick string quartet, and then that starts the movie. I, I like that. Um, I thought that that was good. I, for some reason, it still felt lacking to me. Uh, but after that, uh, this was maybe nitpicking, but I did not like the Rogue One logo they put in the movie. Oh, absolutely not. It looks so, like, half-assed. Yeah, apparently yeah. it was unmemorable, because I don't remember it at all, and you two don't like it. It so was not. It, 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 like, the font was weird. I don't really think it was yeah. like the star wars font like as a is a graphic designer or somebody who went to school for graphic design <laughs> i did not like it at all i mean it was just kind of like you said open very half-assed yeah and open letters like no don't please don't do that my thought was they should have been f- like block letters with a star wars story underneath yeah it didn't say star wars anywhere no yeah just, it, just rogue one and it was very blank like it had stars behind it right yeah but it seemed like it was know. just out in space, yeah. Yeah, it, they seemed like very 3D letterish, and it, I really didn't like that. I was kind of hoping when, when they, you get the opening crawl, it's they're flat letters. It's like 2D letters, and I love that. 
Oh yeah, totally iconic. I was I was kind of hoping they were gonna establish something new that they could copy in all the other spinoff movies, like the Han Solo film. Yeah, but it wasn't like anything notable. So I don't know. I thought it was a weird choice. Yeah, I really hope they don't do that for the Han Solo movie or any of the other movies that they're gonna come out with for that matter. No, and and you know what? This was a, a learning experience. This is honestly an experiment for them because this film is gonna dictate a lot of what they do in terms of their spinoff movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, so definitely. How well it does. Uh, by the way, what do you guys think this is going to hit? I, Jeff and I talked about it. I, I think it's going to get to, it's going to get very close to, if not just past a billion. I think it cracks a billion. Yeah. I Definitely. mean, you know, I'm not good with spending my own money. So join the so club. Like, and, join the club. You project it. In terms of like trying to guess how much money this is going to make, um, I, I, I have no idea. I think it's going to get really close to a billion, if not just barely breaks a billion dollar mark um i think it's gonna be super close I, yeah i think like five it's either five or six now of the marvel movies in the cinematic universe out of the 14 that have released have hit a billion it, it's something along those That's lines. not a bad margin either so i think one out of every three movies pretty much just about are you sh- i five of them both avengers both avengers civil war iron man three that's right, Iron Man 3 did hit a million. And I Don't swear I there was one. Uh, Ant-Man might... No, not Ant-Man. No, not Ant-Man. I don't know why I said that. Uh, there was one other one. I don't remember. It wasn't either Captain America. It wasn't the Thors. You sure it wasn't Winter Soldier? It was not. Winter Soldier may actually made less than Suicide Squad. A little under seven... Sorry, a little over seven million. Did it really? Yeah, a little... Mm-hmm. 700 million? Yeah, that's what I mean. Holy yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's four or But five, that was then. before this all really took off. Like, True. Like there, there's like a certain breaking point where all these blockbuster sci-fi, you know, superhero fantasy movies. Oh, Guardians. Bottom, yeah, was it Guardians? It wasn't Guardians. Guardians made almost 800 million, I believe. I think Guardians two. Guardians two, I think, yeah. would definitely break a billion. That trailer, man. Yeah, oh, Just yeah. talking about it makes me oh, smile. Yeah. Just <laughs> no baby, doubt. Baby Groot is unreal. <laughs> unreal. What? Um. Speaking of Marvel, did you guys feel? Because obviously they're trying to build. Somewhat of a, a similar, a mirrored universe. Because obviously Star Wars all connects in one canon, and it always has, until they reset the canon. But it feels like they're trying to build that a little bit here. What do you think of the soundtrack? This is the first non-John Williams scored film for Star Wars. It was uh, Michael Giancato, and uh, I think he's a great composer, but wh- what were your thoughts? It wasn't amazing. I mean, it didn't blow me away. Um, Anything memorable right off the bat? I mean, we just saw it. We've got to let this sink in. Uh, I mean, I'll say this. Force Awakens, I knew right away Ray's theme was going to be it. Mm. Hurt the Scavengers song. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So good. I thought the music was beautiful, but I kept expecting it to be like John Williams music for some reason. I kept thinking it was going to be classic Star Wars stuff. Why couldn't they dive back into that? If that was a choice, I don't like that at all. I think he attempted to a little bit. Um, There were just... I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not much of like a guy for like picking out um, specific like scores or anything like that. Yeah. Um, my buddy Ian, who I'm gonna see the movie with on Monday, he actually went to school for like um, for music. So he, w- when I get to actually like talk with all my friends from home about it, he's he can like definitely better explain it. Sure. Um, but yeah, just like didn't do it for me for some reason. It was just kind of like. All over the place a little bit. It felt, um, yeah, all over the place, a little bit insincere. I know that sounds yeah. kind of cruel, but... Like a fake John Williams. 
Fake John Williams. Damn you. Like like a Josh Jim Williams. Josh Williams. <laughs> like a really yeah. cheap like fake one from like Chinatown or something like that. Yeah. Like there were some There were some yeah, interest I, interesting uh well, I don't know. I have such high expectations when it comes to Star Wars scores. And uh, maybe that's not fair because it's John Williams, but I, th- I think it is fair. You know? No, I think it's really fair because, like, he's... Deliver on it. He, I mean, he he's done more than just Star Wars. I mean, like, okay. Jaws, um, but, uh, Harry Potter. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Home Alone is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well, no, definitely. Uh, it's just, Michael uh, Giacchino. I don't know why I said Giacchino, by the way. Michael Tweet Giacchino? us, Michael. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tweet us, Mike. Tweet us, Kev. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of the score, Jamie and Puff? I had no problem with it. Okay. Um, I mean, aside from there were a couple moments where it maybe felt a little bit too upbeat for, you know, what this overall movie's tone was, but we'll get to that later. Um, I mean, like, there's really, like... I, I, I just, there's nothing about it that maybe sit there and say, oh, this doesn't sound good or this doesn't, you know, or this sounds woefully out of place. I don't really see that criticism. I, I agree. I thought it was beautiful and it still gave me goosebumps. So I still thought it was good. I, uh, maybe I need to see this one or two more times and, and let that get through. I just, like I said, there was something I knew, like when I heard Ray's theme last year, oh man, it gave me goosebumps right away. I was like, that's it. That's the new song right there. Um, but uh, you know, overall, not too bad. Yeah, I'm I'm still a little bit hooked on um, episode three. Well, like uh, pretty much any of the um, yeah. any of the prequels because we were just talking with like Dave Duncan about we did episode two and also episode three. So like, I'm still hooked on like those. Yeah, I I don't know something about it. I I feel like besides some like of the obviously super iconic like scores from the original trilogy. I think episode one, two, and three has overall better music than the original trilogy. I think so too. Uh, some of those, I mean, Duel of the Fates is incredible. Yeah. From episode oh, yeah. one. Uh, I know it's probably not in that same category, but I really do like the love theme from episode two. That is yeah, a I beautiful song. It really is. Regardless of all the creepy back touching that we talked about <laughs> with, with Dave and Aaron. Yeah, go check out their podcast because we had we had so many laughs with those guys. I love podcasting with those guys. It's I, hilarious. I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I'm actually going to be with them tomorrow night at Rogue One. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah. I've That's going to be so fun. W- right uh, with uh, Dave and Aaron from Synthaholics. They're our good friends that we met at uh, Buffalo Comic Con earlier this year. Trevor and I have guest starred twice uh, to talk about Star Wars on their series that they have currently going on. So go check them out on iTunes. But uh, I think... Uh, you know, let's wrap up segment one here because we've got some juicy details to get into <laughs> here uh, over the, the next however many minutes that we're going to take this. So thank you very much for listening. We'll be right back. Hey, gamers and game fans of all ages. Beta here. Big fan of dubstep? Good. Me neither. Let's get this promo over with. Listen to the Geekiverse's newest games podcast, Geeks Got Game, G3. Get it? Of course you do. Now available wherever you can download podcasts. Well, technically only SoundCloud and iTunes. Enjoy responsibly. Just like Rogue One, we are coming back to you without a crawl. Hey, Bubbles, chill out over there. I hope it's in there, too. <laughs> you son of a beach. All right. Back with Pavlok. Bubbles the Jimbo over there. Bubbles the Jimbo. Not the uh, Powerpuff Girl. No, no, definitely not. And Trevor Tequila, and uh, <laughs> we are uh, 
<laughs> Talking about Rogue One, our favorite topic these days, the spoiler cast. So, uh, Jeff and I, it's become a tradition now that we not only see Star Wars the week before Christmas, we sit in the theater an hour beforehand and come up with 20 questions that we want answered by the movie. Uh, so we had a blast doing this last we year. Did, you can yeah. check out at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse a video that you and I kind of ran through these, also with our good friend Yoda. Yes. If you remember. Yoda was there. Candy dish holding Yoda. And then uh, we also put a, an article up earlier this year. Yeah, look, Yoda looks like he's about to get crunk, or he just he, he's listening to like a, mu- a music. He's listening <laughs> to a, a song, and the breakdown just hit. You know, the beat just dropped. <laughs> so uh, let's start here. Uh, first question. <laughs> Who dies? Oh. Everybody. Uh, hurt. Like, I knew it too. But one by one. Yeah. Nothing too dramatic though, right? It's so sad because the Jin entire... Jin really made me sad listen, though. Listen, the entire planet was going to blow up, but they still pretty much killed every character individually. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. I had that feeling going in the movie that they couldn't survive. Like, this was a suicide mission basically, but it still hurt to see it all happen. Well, Trevor, this does destroy our, uh, our one theory with Rey and Jin. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, I was kind of... I mean, I'm not super bummed because I kind of figured it was going to happen like that. Um, Je- oh, Felicity Jones as Jin was such a good character, though. Yeah, I know. She I, done did good. I knew we weren't going to see her in any other movies, very likely, but it, oh, she, it, it almost feels wasted. Like, one and done. She was so good. That's the thing about putting... Or making a movie that is in between two other movies that already exist, or you know, seven other movies that already exist. Uh, if you don't already know the characters or you don't see them in any other one, you kind of might think they might die. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very eloquent certain. of you. Very eloquent of you. Very certain. An astute observation, <laughs> James. <laughs> uh, yeah. So everyone dies. Um, that's, that's really the long story short the, the gist of what we're trying to say <laughs> question two if if no crawl how does it open well it speaks for itself the, yeah the, a, a crappy crappy well, Lindy is loving opening. Uncle Jeff right now uh, it could have been done way better though Trevor seems to be hating a lot <laughs> no I'm not hating a lot you're playing I just, the role of Adam Hur. <laughs> no, I, I just had like a little bit of high expectations for it me too and I mean, it's like my favorite franchise of all time. So, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scrutinize you it. You already didn't like the music that much. It's okay. Ooh, we're getting all the bad uh, stuff out of the way. This is this is by design, guys. Uh, question three, and I, uh, we might as well just talk about it. What does Vader? contribute to the film well just a little bit my goodness <laughs> maybe the best scene in the whole movie yeah <laughs> two scenes are just oh my gosh breathtaking yeah. <laughs> no pun intended like i said that first scene where aside from the body you see in the in the tank uh, what you first see of him is his shadow against the wall what waiting, a good shot i was what waiting a beautiful for christensen's face in that tank uh, me too 100 uh, percent. so also kudos because the geekiverse was dead on with a lot of these predictions for rogue one and a lot of the rumor breaking so we uh we saw something that we noticed in one of the lucasfilm videos uh in the very background you can see a prosthetic that looks basically like bane with no arms so that was that was vader in the back to tank holy crap and seeing him even kind of like turn his head while he was in there 
that was so intense. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because we never really see like a back to tank except for when Luke is in one. This is Hoth. huge. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's that guy that knelt there? That looked like a monk. I have no... I think that that, that specific building was a Sith temple. Oh. Because, oh because, and that's like a worshiper maybe? Yeah, yeah it could exactly. be. Yeah. Or like a slave or something like that. Question. Because in a lot of like um, rebels, that's another thing is we see like a lot of different A ships... Um, I saw tons of ships from like Rebels that we never see in the original trilogy, um, or even in um, you know the the three prequel movies. Yep. Um, I know there's a bunch of different stuff that I saw in Rogue or yeah in Rogue One that reminded me of Rebels. Like a lot of the buildings, a lot of the architecture in Rogue One is super tall, just like in Rebels. Any anywhere that we go, we kind of see like these super tall buildings mm-hmm. in in Star Wars Rebels, and I saw tons of that in Rogue One. Oh yeah, like any of the Jedi temples, any of the Sith temples, any of the buildings. Um, uh, oh, like I brought up before, the the um, communications tower. It looks exactly like the one from season one. Dude, in Star Wars. good call on that. I I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was that was really nice to see, uh, man. I that is crazy to think that that was kind of like a, a Sith worshiper almost. Like, I would feel like that character was the equivalent of what Max Van Sydow's character was in Force Awakens. Agreed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. What question? What what planet is this? It doesn't say, no. does it? it the, 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 there's no text on screen. It's a lava planet. It's it not Mustafar, is it? It kind of reminds me of. Uh, in, um, I don't think it's Mustafar. A battlefront. It reminds me of Sullust, where uh, they make the Tie Fighters. Yeah, interesting. I I'm picking up the Visual Dictionary tomorrow. It comes out at Barnes and Noble. The Rogue One. Yeah. Visual Dictionary. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm thinking that will answer a lot of our questions today. Oh, yeah, so we'll definitely. have to follow up with this kind of like a next next week. But my first thought was Mustafar. I knew they were going to see Vader. Yeah. But Jeff said it kind of looked like. Uh, Lord of the Rings there. The tower of Baradur. I was waiting for a big eye to show up at the top of the tower. <laughs> Instead, there was a damn back to tag. <laughs> it, uh, that scene with Vader, though, without his armor there, I got chills. And then... And then he was... How he was revealed. Vader was the pun master general. Uh, well, it was awesome, him uh, revealing himself with the shadow. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful shot. Oh, man. And then James Earl Jones still has it. Oh, my gosh. He it really was wasn't... Like- too weak. It was like the original. Like, and he's he's cameoed on Rebels. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, you know, he's 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 up there in years. I I don't mean to sound funny, but like, if this is it, that's a great way to go out. <laughs> um, well, I thought the movie was dark at knock times. On wow. wood. <laughs> no, if if that's his last Star Wars film, because honestly, well, we don't know about Episode Eight, but I, I I think it's safe to assume we're not getting Vader in any of the the numbered franchise. No, films. definitely not. But, I mean, if they do, it's going to be like in a flashback type thing. And agreed. I don't know. I'm. I don't want him to be in any more of the episodes. No, I'm. I'm fine with him being here. Yeah. But he. He looked really good. He looked. Uh, I. I put it out to Pavlok. Did you guys notice his eyes on his mask were red, yeah, like they, they were, were in red. A New Hope? Yeah. They did it to match it because in A New Hope they. They kind of like 
it was a design. I don't know if it was a design choice, but it was more of a limitation that they had to have the red lenses so David Prowse could see. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. And they did that in um, Star Wars Rebels, too. It was like that, I believe. Yeah, you could right? see that, actually. In they did. Continuity is great with this. Yeah. What bothered me a little bit was how his mask at the base of his neck kind of came out a little bit. Like, his neck was just too thick. I never noticed that. Now it's going to bother me when I go to see it again. It really... It really that really bothered me. There was it's, that. And I think they kind of mentioned that his suit in the movie was like a prototype suit or something like that. For Rogue One? Not or, not a prototype as in like the the actors are wearing a wearing a prototype suit, but like um something happened to him in Rogue One that would lead to him getting a better suit of armor like later in the original trilogy or something like that. Like his chest plate seemed like the it was a little bit different yeah, to me. And than- he didn't have like a glowing belt like he did in Rogue One. He doesn't have that in the movies. It had like um, like red and green stripes on it, like glowing stripes. I thought the base of his mask thing might have just been because the actor's neck was thicker. Like he didn't have the same exact build as the original actor. So that's one thing we did confirm in the credits. It's Spencer that we speculated on a few weeks ago. So good job, guys. Uh, Spencer, who's the blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, who steals Star Lord's headphones and he's a, he, jamie looked him up and he's in like a bunch of everything just random stuff this is yeah, by far the most prominent he's always just the random guy like soldier number one he's just never always <laughs> vader number two <laughs> <laughs> poor guy he's never got a lead not a bad honor though not a bad number two Agreed. not a bad number two uh number four on our list were there any uh characters from star wars rebels outside of uh, Saw Gerrera, who was mentioned, even though he's not really in Rebels. Any of the main cast from Rebels or Ezra? No. No. No, I wish. Yeah. I was really hoping we were going to get a uh, a Fulcrum reference. Maybe something yes, to Ahsoka. that would be so awesome. Are you, all, are you all caught up to... Are, are you up to date on Rebels? Two behind. Oh my gosh. I'm going to watch them you uh, need to. Like tomorrow. You need to. Because I kind of saw what happened... I mean, we'll talk about this later, but okay. I, I kind of saw it coming a little bit, a tiny bit. So maybe we'll chat about that on the next episode. Holy crap, yes. Okay, we need it's to. It's so good. Yeah, judging by your enthusiasm, I need to watch those ASAP. Yeah, because I'm like I'm behind on a lot of stuff, and yeah. um, I caught up with Star Wars Rebels the other day, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was one behind, and then I saw two, and I'm like, damn it. All right, that's okay. It's, it's, it's more Star Wars. It's good. Uh, number five, any, any new... Um, memorable theme song or variations of a theme song for star wars no for me not that i can recall mm. off the top of my head not really um giacchino scored the imperial theme in some of the trailers mm. to almost sound more uh eastern almost like with an asian influence and unfortunately that didn't make it to the film or it was made just for the trailer yeah that's kind of that's kind of a bummer yeah i thought that was going to be a little bit more prominent but sadly no Hmm. Uh, number six this was not so much a question of ours but more for beta does Jin defect to the empire i never once thought that that was a possibility even after beta brought it up and i hate to say that but beta's thought was when saw guerrera in the first trailer asks what will you become and it shows her with the tie fighter pilot stuff on they had none of that 
whole entire monologue in the movie. A lot of things were cut from the Yeah, I don't like that trailer. at all. I don't like when films do that. And they did the same with Force Awakens. At the risk of sounding like an idiot, did she say I rebel? No. No, she didn't. Okay, because that was iconic. What the hell? I just realized that, yeah. Because that was iconic, and it never actually happened. That was supposed to be huge. The other thing was rebellions are built on hope. I rebel shirt is a little bit... Obsolete before it even gets here. Yeah. It's actually probably in the front door. (laughs) Yeah, keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just... There is... Now that I think about it, there was tons of stuff that they just kind of like... Um, they just kind of like left out, and I don't know how I feel about the movie now. I wonder <laughs> it completely if, ruined it. You know, me and Josiah um, debated just how much those reshoot rumors were. You know, media overhyping it, people just spazzing out. Oh, you know, maybe yeah. some of that stuff was lost in the reshoots that they talked about. That would make sense. Um, I completely forgot about the reshoots. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think now of uh, some other lines that didn't make in the movie. I think, what's the one where she's looking kind of at the camera and they ask her something and she like, says yes very like almost. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. That wasn't in the movie either, was it? Not at all. Not that and I he, could... like the, the general asks her, like, do you understand right. or whatever. So basically none of the lines from the previews that we were so excited <laughs> about were was in save, this movie. Save the Rebellion, Save the Dream from Saw Gerrera in there. That sounds like save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was. I think I thought half of it was. I can't remember which part, though. I think he says something along those lines shortly before her and um, Cashin run out of the room then. I, I swore he only said one, one bit of that. That's what I mean. Like It's not all of it, but I think something along those lines is in there. Also, where was Vader looking at uh, the red screen? Do you remember in the, the second trailer oh, we got yeah. in August? Was How- not in that. Like, the three of us, like, you, uh, Trevor, Jamie, and myself, we were doing shirt stuff all day. We were getting ready for Nickel City Con. We come home during the Olympics. Yeah. We know the trailer's about to play. It's the night before Nickel City Con. It plays, and that's the glimpse of Vader, like, the back of his head. That was nowhere. Yeah, that's it was. Too. It was that, and it was... Um you know, in episode four, when whenever they show the Death Star like rounding the moon, yeah, of, or rounding um, Andor, mm-hmm. not Andor, uh, Yevon, um, and there's like that golden circle for the plant. That was pretty much what it was. Um, but I, yeah, they didn't show any of that in the in the movie. <sighs> this is kind of ruining it a little bit. You know what? The trailers Those are felt so- like iconic. Or soon to be iconic quotes. Yeah, like, a lot I of rebel. Yeah, Damn the, it for the Rebel so Alliance. That's like the basis. Of that should have been their tagline to recruit character. people. Exactly. <laughs> Do you rebel? We rebel. I rebel. Yeah. There's a poster that's just like a person pointing at you saying you should rebel. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, a little bit disappointing. Um, number seven. Any references to Jedi outside of Vader? Yes. Yeah. Which I really liked. Um, they kind of showed that gigantic fallen statue of the Jedi. Yeah. Which was awesome. Pretty awesome, for sure. Yeah. Uh, right on Jedi. They um, also, Bail Organa mentions Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he mentions Obi-Wan. I really thought we were going to get a cameo. That would have been cool. Or an extra credit scene. Or extra credits, you know what I mean. End of credit scene. Extra credit. <laughs> I always say that, damn it. I really thought there was a possibility they were going to break the mold and do an extra 
bit, and I thought it was going to be Obi Wan on Tatooine with you no. McGregor. Oh, nothing or else. morphed into CGI uh, Al Guinness. Everything. Wow. Everything else about this movie was like on its own. They did everything differently from any other Star Wars movie. So it would have been fine if they had done an after credit scene. That's what I thought. I thought uh, it would have been okay if they morphed. Ewan McGregor's face to look like Alan Guinness, I would have been super bummed because he already looks super like Alan Guinness. Well, my thought was they didn't really... Yeah, they wouldn't have to because I, I'm one of the uh, DVD extras like years back. I think it was episode one. They matched up Ewan McGregor to Alec and it like they basically said it, there's an upside down triangle from just about where your eyebrows are to the tip of your upper lip. So it covers your nose and just like the symmetry of your cheeks. And they said, if you match that to another person, like you look like them, like, or you will look like them at some point in your life. And sure enough, Alec and Ewan, I mean, like, gosh, they're dead that's on. so cool. So they, I, I thought that was one of the best castings ever. I was, or that's like a uh, Mark Hamill and Ch- Sebastian Shaw, how they look like very, very, very similar. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you like change his hair. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Or uh ghost hating Christensen. <laughs> what the hell man oh that's so weird oh jamie just brought up a picture of um you in with uh gray hair wow yeah that's scary yeah that's really scary although i don't like his gray flipped over hair in that picture it's kind of i'm the research guy it should be yeah <laughs> jamie jamie research guy she's like uh what was the show Puff? around the horn they had the research guy for the longest time i, like he's, I think he's the host now tony reality no. Are you thinking of PTI? No, I'm thinking of Around the Horn. Ooh, yeah, no, this one's really well, good. Tony Reale is the host of Around the Horn now. Maybe I'm wrong. He was research guy with PTI then with Tony Hornheiser <laughs> and Mike. You're Roma. right then. Yep, you're I right. found another one that looks like someone morphed their two faces and it's just really, really great. <laughs> we'll put it. Can we put it in the caption? Is there a way to do that? No. <laughs> Never mind. Put it as an alternate I'll cover. I'll share it on Facebook. Go right ahead. Good enough. Um,. Ah, that's weird. <laughs> Number eight, Princess Leia cameo. Long, uh, actually short rumored. Two weeks ago, I saw this on uh, on a, a new Twitter account, and I'm gonna. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't remember the name, but I'll have to give credit somewhere. But they broke it that an actress was going to be playing Princess Leia, and her face was basically going to be digitally put in. And sure enough, that's how the film ends. What do we think of that? Like the idea, didn't like how it was carried out. Execution. Yeah. Carried out. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even mean that. <laughs> I'm living with James too long. <laughs> Damn. Damn it, James. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. Any of the CGI faces throughout the movie bothered me. Um, except for parts of, um, oh, what's his face? Tarkin. So that was a very bold decision. I love yeah. that. A huge That's risk That's amazing. Because he's in it for a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. That I was like, a really big risk. I like that they did it. I didn't love his his face, how it turned out, but it's not like... It's obviously very difficult to pull off. He looked robotic a little bit, but... It's, I don't think they could have done it any better at do this I. point in where we are in technology for exactly. movies. But I also thought Tarkin was more prominent I didn't think he was going to be in the movie at all. At all. He is in Catalyst, which is the Rogue One prequel book, which establishes Tarkin and Krennic as rivals. But Jeff mentioned a good thing. It only really, really bothered me when they were together. 
It looked like Krennic was talking to a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you see it right next to a living, you know, human, that's when it stands out. On its own, it, it's kind of tough to he spot was, it. He was, in Clo- he was in Clone Wars, too. Yep. Um, and I really liked how... And Rebels. In, oh, yeah, he's in Rebels, too. I really like um, how in Clone Wars, they kind of, like, bounce off Anakin and Tarkin, yeah. like, getting along. That was really cool. So, like, seeing this... Foreshadowing, yeah. Yeah, how they're, like, um, kind of, not necessarily buddies, but they obviously trust each other enough. Oh, yeah. Like, they've, they've got each other's back. He, you know, he mentions basically a more unforgiving, or at least less unforgiving audience. Yeah. Less forgiving. I'm mumbling my words here. <laughs> uh, but... When he said fire, you may fire when ready. <sighs> yeah. That was so cool. You may fire when ready. I yeah. lost my mind. That was so cool. I was like... Ugh. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Darkin, <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> it what? Well, Peter Cushing passed away a long time ago, I believe. Yes. I, I think it would have been really, really hard to find a lookalike too, because he has such a distinctive face and like his facial features. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. I have never ever seen anybody that looks like Peter Cushing ever, except for the guy in episode three, at the end. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. That guy kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you think he still does? He would have aged a little bit. I mean, it's ten years ago. Episode yeah. three. Pav, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, like, this technology that they used to recreate the faces, like, you couldn't have even seen that, I think, in, you know, as recent as five years ago in film. No, like, they did it for Tron Legacy. They did a, a super young version of Jeff Bridges. Yeah, but that was way more obvious than, like, what this was. Not but, really. Oh, I think so. I think young Jeff Bridges and that definitely looked like something out of a video game what CGI. A, so we got scene. we got CGI Tarkin, we got CGI Leia, and a few other cutout characters from A New Hope. Some of the pilots, which that was cool too. It was freaking awesome. Oh yeah! Oh, how, man. how cool Red is that? Five. I can't remember yeah. what that dude's name is. That was amazing. No I Porkins though. Where the, no what Porkins. the hell, man? No, no Porkins. That's a little bit annoying. No. And I thought we were gonna see like Biggs or Wedge or something like that. That would have been really. We cool. hear Wedge's name mentioned. Yeah. For a split moment. I missed that completely. It's as Bale is leaving to go for Alderaan. So you hear someone mention Wedge's name. I did not hear that. You don't, okay. I don't yeah, think I they say either. Wedge. I think they just say Captain Antilles. Okay. Oh, that's so mistaken. cool. Yeah. But that wouldn't be Wedge. That would be a different Captain Antilles. Because uh, Bail Organa has like an assistant on his ship who's named Captain Antilles. He runs. He uh, he flies the Tentive Four. Well, it was Damn. right. In, it was right yeah. in, in the base, though. It was at the it was at the Yavin base. But if Bale was leaving, maybe I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, I have to see. I it. would I have, have to re- listen re- again. I would have to re-see that, it to hear would exactly that be how Wedge's he words dad? it. I don't believe so. I would have to watch that no relation. and listen to it. Just like me and Joe, no relation. Until he feels like Smith in the, the Star Wars <laughs> the universe. same last name. <laughs> this, uh, this is Wedge Antilles, and this is his, uh, his cousin Jeff Antilles. <laughs> Just, They're all related. It's Jeff's favorite character. I have to mention it, guys. Steve Antilles. Wedge Antilles is, is Pavlok's favorite. It's, there's always uh, a Steve with you. Um, back on the CGI really quick, I think it's going to be really cool in five or ten years whenever... You know, as it progresses, when they make a remastered version of, of Rogue One, yeah, this is one that Lucas could even better. <laughs> Isn't this ironic though? No, because Ju- Luke, Lucas was picked on big time for his overusage of the CGI, yeah. and here we are. And I wonder how much scrutiny this is going to come. No, under. but there's so many like um, practical effects that look great in the movie. There's yeah, some definitely. that don't. Like some of the aliens, I think they could have pulled off a little bit better. 
Um, specifically, like, when that one alien is, like, on the beach, like, screaming. Uh, his mouth is, like, three feet wide, and it just He's a puppet. Yeah. Well, it he looks like he's me. from Sesame Street. Yeah, he really does. A <laughs> lot of them do. He's like original Yoda. Yeah. I. Uh, you know what? I don't have any complaints for practical effects or CGI outside of the Tarkin and Leia bits. But you know what? I thought it was so ambitious, and I kind of almost like applaud that. Yeah. Well, the one of the big problems that I had with The Force Awakens was some of the aliens looked Disney-fied. As in, they look too much like cartoon characters. Um, and I didn't really have that kind of issue with Rogue One. They definitely made it feel like the period that uh, New Hope was set in. Yeah. They did a good job matching that up, I thought. Yeah. And one of the things that, one of the problems that I had with Rogue One, or uh, The Force Awakens, was that, like, we never really saw a lot of original aliens that we saw in, like, the, the original trilogy, which kind of bothered me a little bit. I mean, it doesn't necessarily bother me that much now, um, just because I kind of realized that it was like a galaxy of you know planets, and there's so many more aliens than are just in the original trilogy. But at the same time, like it would have been nice to get that kind of throwback a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of the same thing with um, Rogue One a little bit. I mean, it's I think it's really nice. Like we already talked about this, but um, with the two guys from the bar. And uh, a mm-hmm. new hope um, that we actually saw them, um, and that kind of like brought it, kind of connected everything a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's obviously one of those things where if they kind of left it out of the movie, it wouldn't have really mattered. But it was still like one of those nice, you know, call callbacks to the original trilogy. A new hope was getting some love with this. this yeah, was like a love puns. letter to that, and they uh, they did a good job enhancing that. Oh, in R two and C three PO. Yes. Very good cameo there. Yeah. I love that. He's like, no one tells us anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, I was, was, that was Anthony Daniels. Uh, sad that Kenny Baker's not with us anymore. Yeah. But, you know. Rip Kenny. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, was, uh, it was a good little cameo. I was hoping to see them getting on the Tantive 4. Like, yeah, loading up. Well, either that or, like, after the scene with Vader, um, at least before Princess Leia showed up and I was like, holy crap. Um, I was hoping that we were going to see 3PO and R2 like passing the dude that was carrying the chip. Yeah. Does this feel like, to me it does now, but to you guys, A New Hope Part 1 almost? Yeah. <laughs> if you will. A little bit. Uh, so moving on here, who else from the original trilogy era Rebels appear? Mon Mothma, Bail Organa. We knew they were going to be in it. Mm. No Akbar. No Akbar. I really thought we were going to get like a, a young Akbar. Like, like maybe Ak- he's not the admiral yet. Akbar's like uncle, the blue one. As we were walking out of the theater, <laughs> I heard someone ask their friend, <laughs> uh, "Was that like the guy who says it's a trap's dad or something?" <laughs> Could have been. Maybe. <laughs> dad, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> I, oh man. I really thought we were going to get him. Mon Mothma, uh, great performance there. Uh, yeah, Jimmy so Smith good. as Bail Organa. Loved it. it just enough. Just, it, he's behind the scenes. He's funding this whole thing. Yeah, it kind of bothered me like in the beginning when they only showed him like walking in to the meeting and then they he didn't say anything. And then like they kind of waited till the end of the movie to bring him back. But Jimmy the, Smiths don't need to say anything. Well, honestly, like I, I, th- I thought that at first, but then I was like, dude, when is he gonna come back? Like, he's gotta have more than just that one part of like walking in, because they hyped it up so much that he was coming back to the movies. Like, 
I was like, if if he only has a scene where he where he was he walked like three steps into the into the scene, stood at the table, looked around, and then like the camera like didn't ever show him again, then like I'm gonna be so angry. Yeah, because he's didn't such want it wasted. He's such a good actor, and like that's exactly who I pictured as Senator Balargana. Like, oh yeah, Leo's dad. He's well, dad. Sure. Well, both of her dads were in this. I use I, I use air quotes to everybody who can't see. Like, yeah, you can hear we're getting used to the audio-only format here, folks. <laughs> you have to add like like swooping. The Trevor Bush. I, I just meant the tone of your voice. You can hear it like her her dad. Yeah, my two dads, oh the senator and the evil guy. So, the the asthmatic. Uh, General Dodonna, I think, was in that room. Do you know who Dodonna yeah, is, guys? He's got the blonde beard. The blonde beard dude. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the guy who's like, Princess Leia and got us the plans. He wears like a brown like vest in the original trilogy, right? Like a blue shirt with a brown vest or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of clothing, did you notice Lyra, that's um, Jin's mom, had like Jedi robes almost yes. on? Yes. She did a little bit. At that point, I was like, wait, 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 maybe the, the Jin and Luke theory is back on because she's Seriously? a little bit force sensitive. And then it was just for not. Oh, she's, yeah. She gone. She, she gone. That's rough. So was her necklace a kyber crystal? Yes. Yeah. From I a lightsaber. So. Yeah. Because oh. in. From whose lightsaber? We don't know. From Catalyst, mm. they discover that the Ursos at the end of the Clone Wars, just at the turn into the Empire discover a whole bunch of former kyber crystals that were torn out of lightsabers when wow. the empire defeated the jedi and they kept some so she gives one to Jin there and we see it in the movie which is awesome also if you guys didn't know i, I mean she, galen Coulter stardust the whole time he uh decided to call her his stardust because she had such wonder and kind of like he could see the stardust in her eyes that's that was a little background from the uh, Catalyst novel. I love that. That's so awesome. I love that it, uh, he also called the plans yeah. Stardust. Yeah. What a nice co- mm. just connection that was. By the way, we called that he put in a back door. Yes. We called that. Right. I'm so glad that's not just like a stupid plot hole that everyone's like, oh, it's a great big Death Star thing, but there's a tiny little flaw and they happen to find it. No, it was no, a real thing. Guys, we are seriously on point here at the Geekiverse. <laughs> like, we, you might as well say, on fleek. <laughs> Geeks on fleek. Rex on Rex on Rex. So, <laughs> that theory, though, I, I didn't think it, it, it was going to, to no, get justified. Because the way that, like, just kind of thinking about it in my head, I thought it was, like, super cheesy, but at the same time, it would be kind of cool to, like, explain some stuff. So cool. But the way that they did it was so beautiful. How about Mads Mikkelsen in hologram form? That's awesome, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that. Uh, Lashif there, huh? Little Lashif. Or as Jamie says, Lashifer. I I heard about that. (laughs) Yeah, Dirt, when we were looking up for the Rogue One preview, you're like, Lashifer. I don't recall this. Yeah, you wouldn't. (laughs) But Pav knows. Whatever. Pav knows. Pav wasn't even there. Oh, I heard it still. (laughs) Bond is Pav's favorite. (laughs) So... I felt a disturbance. Oh, we did. (laughs) A 007 disturbance. So. Yeah, he's disturbing. He's Hannibal. Ugh, gross. (laughs) 
Jeff mentioned up something very good to me because I was like, so he was only supposed to design the super weapon on the Death Star, according to Catalyst. Galen didn't actually construct the whole thing. He was not the architect for the whole battle station. But he mentioned to me that he reminded me, Galen mentions in the hologram that he kind of decided to go all in to kind of almost trick him and like increase his role well, so that he was irreplaceable. I think you the mentioned thing that, Jeff. Yes. That's what I thought he said in there. The thing is that if someone else had designed it, they wouldn't have put a flaw into it. So he, And then I was like, but it's an exhaust port. And Jeff's like, well, that's, that would probably be a fairly common thing in, in something like that. And then if you think about it, he said, really, if you get through that exhaust port and just throw a fairly strong laser into it, essentially, it's going to destroy itself. Like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't design the exhaust port. He designed the flaw in the reactor. Which, yeah. It, oh my gosh, what a... Yeah, what a great idea. It's so exciting. Um, moving on, any uh, any lightsabers aside from Vader's? Sadly, no. We thought for a moment we were going to get one from Donnie Yen's character. Yeah, because uh, the end of his staff looks exactly like a lightsaber. It was I, silver and everything. I thought he was going to open it up in the middle and it was going to be a... He's going to have uh, almost like his hands on the outside. So think Darth Maul's lightsaber, but, but opposite. Inverted. So, yeah, blade in the middle, handles on the outside. That'd be kind of cool. I thought we were going to get that Yeah. in the middle uh, of the movie when he started fighting. And, oh, man. That would be neat. It, he didn't need a lightsaber, though. He was badass all alone. Uh, number 11, what new alien species do we get? Uh, quite a bit. None that we can probably name yet. <laughs> That's what the visual dictionary is Wait for. Wait till though. you get your, it's yeah, your book. Seriously, I'm going to know so much tomorrow. The one, had, uh, um, the one that was on the gun in the the dropship type deal. Um, yeah. He had like chimpanzee noises, and that's because the director loves chimpanzees. Gareth they, Edwards? I yeah, did they not made know him, that, actually. They made him look like a monkey. We know he likes big monsters. He does yeah. like big monsters. Yeah, with the Godzilla reboot a few years mm-hmm. back. So quite a quite a film for him. Um, yeah, he's got a good track record now. <laughs> very good track record. Very good. He's going to be uh, sought after, to say the least. Do we see Yavin or another classic planet? Yes, we yeah. do. Yes, Yavin do. four. I elbowed Jeff immediately. <laughs> yes. And they didn't. I like how they didn't even have to name it. They yeah. like you know how they brought up the they brought up the text for all yeah. the new planets. They didn't for this one. They're like, ah, you know where this is. <laughs> yeah. You guys are educated. You know. <laughs> Wink. Y'all know where that Yavin B. Uh, <laughs> 13. Uh, this was uh, asked by Pavlik. Do they succeed in getting the plans? Meaning, does this band of rebels succeed in getting the plans? No. Yes, they do. It no, never occurred to do. me. It never occurred to me that they could have failed and someone else could have done it. Probably They couldn't have been a diversion or what? maybe distracted vader or anything like that that never entered your mind yeah no i never thought that i always thought this was going to be the story of how they got the the plans well we knew the rebels were going to get the plans we just thought you know maybe there was some i mean what was going through your head jeff maybe a different band of rebels in the the alliance get that yeah essentially Mm -hmm. you know what really interesting you know what got me um i uh it, for everybody who doesn't know, I work at Best Buy. So, like, when they pulled out that giant, like, card, I was like, dude, that looks like a regular hard drive. Like, why aren't they using solid-state hard drives in this? It, like, Star Wars is supposed to be, like, super high-tech and everything like that. And I was, and it's a I was long like, time ago, man. I was like, dude, Trevor, you need to, like, step out of work right now. 
you're you're not supposed to be thinking that. Remember, Stop it's a it. galaxy far, far away. They probably <laughs> don't have the same technology as us, and it was a long time ago. So, yeah. uh, next question: How does Jin get into Rebel custody? We see that they kind of break up that convoy, and you mentioned Trevor that this was uh, a, a vessel from Episode Three. Yeah, those are the same. Um, oh, what the heck is the name of that? I just I looked it up before because I couldn't remember. Kind of like um, a, dr- a ground transport of, of some sort. Yeah, it's uh oh, I had it on my phone too. Um, but, but we see it on Kashyyyk. Yeah, in the, it's the, the battle same, there. It's the same tanks that they use in Kashyyyk. So we don't really know how she got into Imperial custody, though, and that's a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. maybe we could have seen her. I don't know, rebelling a little bit. I thought the guy who was reading off like her rap sheet, I thought he was going to be imperial because he has like a British accent. So did I. Yeah. I thought that, yeah, that's another thing that was kind of missing, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's what I thought from the beginning. And I kind of, um, in, oh, what do you call it? In the trailers that they showed on TV, um, they the one guy when he like opens the cell he he says that they're rescuing her yeah so and i i really liked what they did with those scenes with uh the oh what the heck is the name of that robot no k2 k2 yeah i really like how he like slammed her on the ground and then was like we're rescuing you (laughs) (laughs) that was a great first appearance any new x-wing or tie fighter type ships X-Wing, we knew we were going to get the U-Wing. Yeah, the U-Wing. The U-Wing McGregor. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And then uh, the, I think it's supposed to be a TIE Interceptor. Did we get... Yeah, they were like those TIE... They weren't the regular TIE Fighters with like the H look with the bubble in the middle. They had like triangle triangular wings with like a tube okay. in the middle. Okay. I missed that. But it, the, the very front of it, they have like Lego sets out now, and that's the only reason why uh, I knew. Uh, Makes sense. I what was cool though, we did see some twin tide bombers. Yeah, you noticed that from Empire. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it was a nice cameo because I mean, what are they bombing there really? Um, who knows? But uh, you know, why don't we, why don't we wrap up there? That was uh, the first fifteen questions. We'll come back, wrap things up for you guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening so far. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, guys, it's Bruno 1.0. If you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do, subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We cover Raw, we cover SmackDown, and we cover every pay-per-view. We keep it short, we keep it simple, and it's just for you, the geeks who know who the true money is. Welcome back to the Rogue One, a Star Wars story spoiler cast. I am Josiah. I've got Trevor, Jimbo, Pav, and Lindy Ruff here with me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we'll continue on right uh, dive right back into our questions 16 what happens to galen urso well pretty much back to question one (laughs) everybody dies who dies everyone it's nice that they kind of got one last moment together like galen and uh jen a little reunion not much to say about it it was pretty uh, i thought it was super emotional when she was uh, watching the hologram of him and like that was hard to watch. Well, that's the first time she sees her dad in, you know, years. Well over a decade at that point. Yeah, no, I thought so, yeah, any of totally. the scenes between Felicity Jones and uh, Mads Mikkelsen were beautiful. Yeah, I think they were. They were pretty. They they nailed the the dynamic. Yeah. Of the relationship. Were his last words? I have so much to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how so, sad. So sad. 
It was so sad. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I want to know. What was he going to say? <laughs> what were you going to say, Galen? Uh, do we have any scenes cut straight out of A New Hope? Yes and no. Kind of, but not really. I mean, seeing the, the we tent fa- of... We have some faces cut right out of A New Hope. Correct. <laughs> that was impressive. That was well done. Mm-hmm. We saw the X-Wing pilots. Again, no Porkins. Oh, no Porkins. What, what is even the point? <laughs> if there's no Porkins, I don't want to be a part of this universe. So we saw that. We saw kind of a little bit, but we saw the tent of four flying away, which is uh, Bail Organa's ship. Uh, he's not on. We know he went to Alderaan. I immediately turned to Lauren and go, that's so sad. (laughs) She goes, why? I go, because Alderaan's going to go bye-bye soon. (laughs) I turned to Trevor and said, tell Mr. O not to go. (laughs) (laughs) Say, oh, we won't go. Uh, What does the Senate look like? They did reference the Imperial Senate. Yes. We don't see anything in action. Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know, because I thought thought the Emperor was going to do away with it a little bit sooner. They do in episode four. Tarkin references it. Oh, okay. The Emperor swept away the last remnants of the Old Republic. The Senate is no more kind of thing. That makes sense. Right around the time they, they blew up Alderaan. So I guess their theory here, or their issue was that they had to explain to the senate why they were messing with a planet is that what it was i, I think yeah. they, so, yes. they had to explain to them that they had a super weapon that you know wasn't obviously on the books or anything like that what would it matter if you have emperor palpatine in power right like who cares well i think <laughs> as soon as they like start building super weapons the senate's going to be like screw that we're like gonna build our own army now and then they have like a larger rebellion on their hands like they said on the Synthaholics podcast that is taxpayer credits yeah exactly <laughs> uh so I, it's that was a good reference i think i'm gonna pick up a lot more on this when i see this again tomorrow yeah um uh, who is the hooded figure from the first trailer so the person kneeling down at vader's back to tank we have no idea we don't know some uh, dude some some bro sith bro some, some sith, sith bro some jive turkey <laughs> Some even even Lindy good. gave Jeff a Lindy look. even looked. He's like, yeah, Uncle Pavla, give me paw. Yeah. Um, what was awesome about that scene would be the Imperial Guards, the Royal Guards. Some chive turkey. I'll never forget that. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby, you and the chive turkey. <laughs> Uh, who is in the back to tank was our last question. It is indeed Vader. Uh, so be- happy. Oh, man. So happy. Can, uh, can we talk about that last scene at the end with Vader? You read my mind. <laughs> Which was so awesome. It's not even funny. I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about the end of this movie. I so we That's, s- that's how <sighs> I wanted Vader to be in A New Hope. Just kind of like... Or, you know, Revenge ruthless. of the Sith. Maybe Brutal? even. Oh, like, my God. So we, we see... Uh, Jin and Cassian die in the explosion, essentially. Which was so sad. Little like anticlimactic like to me, like holding each other. <coughs> Lindy, Lindy, it's the popo. <laughs> oh. I hope he doesn't go give me a ticket. What time is it? Oh, One, no, no, you're good. At, you're right. I, I, th- I think you're good after uh, two. Maybe uh. Maybe we take a break here. 
Welcome back, folks. Sorry about the uh, the quick interruption there, but uh, we are back on track. Um, talking about Darth Vader and that end sequence. Goodness gracious, that was intense. That was everything uh, I ever wanted to see in a uh, Darth Vader rebel stabbing. <laughs> what did you guys think about that? It was super... Uh super like violent but at the same time it wasn't even so much the violence that had Nothing me too graphic for me it, it was the the fact that he was like multitasking you know what i mean oh. it, i mean at one point he was like slapping away blaster bolts and like force crushing that dude on the ceiling and then he kind of just like let him go and just kept like going at it it was so cool i'm glad we saw that side of him i mean we always assumed he was the most powerful sith ever but like but you don't really, unless you like look at the at the comics, you don't you don't really get it. You know what I mean? Because in the comics, they show him like bringing down an entire like ATAT by himself, or um, I don't know, just like no, his power doesn't come off as apparent as in the live action films as it does yeah. in the comics or the cartoons. Well, it's always implied though, right? And I mean, mainly that's because like he. I mean, back when the original trilogy came out, they didn't have, like, dedicated choreographers for, like, lightsaber duels. But then when you kind of got with, uh, um, you know, the prequels, they had dedicated people who taught them how to make a realistic-looking duel. I thought this was necessary because we see, like, in Episode 7, Kylo Ren holding that laser blast midair while... Yeah interrogating Poe Dameron and I thought that was so incredibly powerful and intense. Yeah. We needed to see some stuff like that from Vader. But, I mean, goodness gracious, how about him just appearing in that hallway? Like, this is how the movie ends. It's it, just getting started. That's a fun thing. Like, the movie... What a weird dynamic. Once they land on Scarif, that the action doesn't let up until the credits. Like, there's just non-stop action and um, just emotion. Doesn't it make you Tension. want more? Yeah, a little bit. Like, <laughs> it really... What a way to end. The movie doesn't let up until those credits start rolling. How about seeing just Vader standing there and then the lightsaber oh. ignites? <laughs> what a visual. <laughs> I was so excited. I, uh... I, you know, we know how the movie ends. Uh, we knew how it was going to end. But how about the... the she I felt like I was in the room with the Rebels. The sheer panic and stress on their faces when they saw it was Vader. Oh, it's a little bit more than oh, yeah. uh, stress, man. It was <laughs> that so... Was, that was terror. <laughs> passing the plans along down the line how like even right now my mind is blown that the plans were that close to getting back into vader's hands my heart was racing i was like throw it through the crack in the door you're not gonna get oh through just gosh. throw the disc that is one of the greatest star wars action sequences i've ever witnessed yeah, it is it really up was. there of the all time and there are a lot to put up there but vader shoot he showed his true colors here that yeah. was insane I can't stop thinking about it. I kind of wish we saw that a little bit more throughout the movie. I could have used another sequence like that. Yeah. But I think that it would have had less of uh, an intensity. Just to show how brutal he is. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as impactful. I, I thought it was kind of fun how he uh, could force choke without even looking at someone. Yeah, It, it was true. behind his back. And then he made his pun, which was great. <laughs> Referencing was Krennic. Don't mm-hmm. choke on your aspirations. En- aspirations, yeah, that so, was funny. Not so fun fact. That was the one spoiler I saw for this movie. Really? The same Twitter account that had tweeted out that they believed Princess Leia was making a cameo 
had tweeted out a picture of Vader from the movie, which was no big deal, but with quotations and that. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, that looks real. <laughs> Not a huge... It was. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's one of his five lines. <laughs> Where are they getting their information? <laughs> I don't know, but I need to talk to them. <laughs> oh, the ending. I can't stop thinking about it. Then seeing Vader watch as the Tantive Four flies away. How crazy was that? That was really cool. Oh man. Um I kinda look I kinda liked the look of like uh desperation, like he wanted to like pull it pull the entire ship back into the hangar. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Do you um it it explains the beginning of a new hope a lot more now. Definitely. Yeah. He's pissed. He's real pissed. Yeah, super and I pissed. get it now a little bit more. You know, what have you done with those plans? He's strangling people, he's throwing oh, them. Oh my gosh. He's and not just there it's funny because it's the first star wars that ever came out and you never realized how why he was so angry to begin with but wow it never occurred to me that i needed this movie (laughs) right like i always thought it was gonna be fun but like this is amazing yeah when it first kind of when they first like uh announced that this was the movie that we were gonna get i was kind of a little bit bummed but at the same time i was like okay you know i've always wanted to know how they got the plans um what a great but, premise. Yeah, what it it's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be because um I thought it was going to kind of be like one of those, you know, buddy buddy heist movies, um kind of like Ocean's 11 or something like that. And it kind of was, but at the same time it was more about like Jen kind of like finding out what her father had to do to you know, save not only himself, but, like, his his daughter. And then it was also about, like, finding the inspiration for, like, the stuff that you're going to do with your life. You know what I mean? Really is inspiring. It makes the Rebel Alliance feel that much more important. And yeah, vital. exactly. And seeing the sacrifices and how many bodies were mowed down and main characters, really, in this film just to get those plans, just to get give them a chance. Yeah, and now I'm really excited to see not only what they're going to do with the other, you know, Star Wars movies, the not necessarily the uh, episodes, but the, like, standalone films. Um, and also I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with Star Wars Rebels now. Yeah, I want to see how that incorporates to this. Yeah. Uh, John Knoll is the he's been the effects guy for Star Wars visual effects since day one always been there uh, throughout all the movies it, this was his idea they were going to have the Han Solo movie come out this year instead but he goes to Kathleen Kennedy wouldn't it be cool if we told the story from the crawl in New Hope she goes well what do you mean well how the rebels got the Death Star plans and she actually bumped it up and was like no that, let's make that a movie first and that kind of I took, like that I like that I think this was a great start in the uh, in in terms of these uh, spin-off movies. Yeah, uh, I think we've we've covered just about everything that we're looking to do. Uh, some of the main characters were really really good. Cassian Andor by Diego Luna. I liked his his role in there. Uh, he had some nice depth to him. I think everybody's favorite probably was was K2. Yes. So uh, uh, just so funny. K2 and Chirrut. Chirrut oh, yeah. was cool. so awesome. Yeah. So good. Oh so gosh, good. Yeah. Oh, I love when they put the bag over his head and he goes, are you kidding me? That was yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Our whole theater burst out laughing. Um, yeah, K2SO, Alan Tudyk, every line was just about funny and you really like, like this droid. I like, was so sad when he died and he was a droid too. He wasn't even like 
a humanoid or anything like that but it was so sad to see him destroyed yeah it really was and you he kind of resembled that droid from force unleashed that video game that we we talked about earlier yeah uh, uh i can't remember the name k9 is that his name hk hk 47 no that's a different game oh that's one of the old re- there's nice oh that's old- nice of the old republic yeah that's the only game that i've really played gotcha uh, I mean, that's not the only Star Wars game that I've played, but that's the one that I've I've had the most experience with, besides like Battlefront One and Battlefront Two and um, uh, Empire at War and that kind of stuff. Battlefront Two, by the way, the new Battlefront Two is getting a uh, campaign. Oh, I I don't think I told know, you. I mean, Battlefront has been like really good to me. Um, I mean. Right now, I have to buy a, a new copy of it, which kind of stinks because, like, I, I don't know when when you guys gave me my Xbox. Yeah. Um, I guess Adam like connected them somehow so that whatever games he like bought and downloaded, I could also play. But I think he accidentally deleted Battlefront because I went to go play it the other day just to see if the new DLC came out yet, and um, it, I it said that I need to buy a new copy. Dang it. Yeah, but but anyways, um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the new map that they're coming out with because the new DLC is Scarif, I believe. Yep. So I'm so excited. Genersos playable. We're AT-ATs and actually those weren't even AT-ATs. They were bigger. AT-ACTs. Yeah. Less armored though. They were yeah. more transport yeah. instead of the I, I thought it ones. was really cool that like you could see directly through the center yeah. of them. Like they were hollowed out. It was nice that they could take them down a little bit, but they also did have X-Wings. So yeah, you know, exactly. a little bit different than the uh, the fighters that speakers. they had. Yeah. Um, final, uh, f- you know, maybe final thoughts wrapping up here. Um, with Tarkin's presence, um, things of that nature that tied us back to a new hope uh the the original trilogy where do you see this going forward in in terms of of the spin-off movies do you think this was a success are you excited to see this movie a second time what are your thoughts as we're a few hours away here and things are just stewing over i'm really excited to see this on monday you know i'm gonna kind of go through the uh the weekend think about it a little bit maybe um re-watch some episodes of like star wars rebels um, maybe even like Clone Wars. Look at some like Saw Gerrera stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of let it, like let it stew. Um, come up with some like some good questions that I might have. Um, at least if like the parts that I can remember, anyways. Um, <laughs> and then like uh, go into the movie with some like thoughts on Monday. Agreed, and we'll 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 do another follow up. Speaking of Saw Gerrera, I thought he had kind of a small part in this movie. They oh, played did. him up to be. Big I know. Like a, like I a thought big he was player in the be, rebellion. Yes, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be huge, but yeah, he was Whitaker. That's a. I know. That's a prominent actor. He died rather early too. I but thought. I, I really thought though. he could have made it to the ship. To be honest, he I was like, "No, go ahead, go without me." But I was like, you know, you were watching them leave from the doorway. I think he could have made it onto the ship if he wanted. I also thought Jin and Cassian could have probably made a run for it too, though. Maybe to steal a ship. You mean? Yeah. Hmm. We've seen Star Wars characters get out of worse situations. I thought Cassian was dead already. So did I. So maybe... 
I, you know what? Normally, I wouldn't have thought that, but I thought they were setting it up so that Vader was going to come kill Jin. Yeah. That's that I, was my and thought. And they still they died one by one, so it was so sad. I thought yeah. Vader was going to take out Krennic because they kept showing Krennic up close in that final showdown, and I'm, I thought he was going to oh. say your failure is complete kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah. And then I thought he was going to take out Jin the, up across the tower. The realization on Krennic's face when he knew that the Death Star was going to wipe out that planet he was on. Oh my god. The absolute irony, though, in that yeah. scene from Catalyst, the. The Death Star was Krennic's baby, not Tarkin's. Krennic's. Krennic got the plans from the Separatists back in the Clone Wars, made it uh, a Republic thing. He ran the whole project, hated Tarkin. Tarkin the whole time knew he wanted to kind of steal it out from under him, and then Tarkin uses it against him to kind of destroy Krennic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Horrible. I, that was intense. Like, my gosh. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those, um, one of those movies where, like, you know like your higher up boss who's like really a dick like steals your idea and then you're just like no that was my idea yeah, yeah. And, then, dick. and then you die yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then he just then kills you that. with a giant super weapon in space with with the very super weapon you came up with yeah kills yeah. you with your own it's one of those plan. it's one of those hallmark movies <laughs> that what that whole the- idea thousand christmas movies that pete has watched this month yeah. yeah it's okay i was like don't worry pete my wife doesn't make me watch those it's okay yeah jamie doesn't make me watch them either it's, it's probably for the best <laughs> give it a few years no he watches them by choice i really do <laughs> I, I really do pavlak what do you think about this what do you think about moving forward here i definitely want to see it again um there's several parts and just little scenes that I would love to rewatch again so I know exactly what a character said or you know what was you know when you when you rewatch this a second time I'm sure that you'll see a lot of little parts like little uh, things in the background or just the way something is shot that you didn't catch the first time Gareth Edwards is such a great visual choreographer that guy just knows camera angles and visuals better than I feel like any director in Hollywood right now so I'd love to rewatch it again, just see how different things were shot. And like we said, like the Vader shadow in that one scene, I'm sure that there's another, uh, you know, shot or scene somewhere where something is set up a certain way that you know you didn't catch it the first time. But I, I definitely want to see this again. This was an amazing movie. Oh, you know why I agree with the whole um, thinking that Vader was going to kill Jin at the end because. In the trailer, once again, the Tie Fighter shows up. Yeah, the Tie Fighter. It, it doesn't shows happen. Up at the catwalk, exactly. And oh I my thought, gosh, a big moment. Right. And I thought that was cool because they, you never ever see a Tie Fighter floating, like hovering, except for in Rebels. So I was like, that's another thing that's tying it back to Rebels. But seriously, what the heck? Yeah, wow, there's so much stuff one, that yeah. they cut out of the, the movie, or they at least had in the trailer and decided not to put in the movie. It's like yeah, they I'm, made the trailers solely based on things that wouldn't be in the movie. I'm not happy about that. There they was did, a lot. I mean, they did a lot of that with... Not a lot of it. Not to the skill that they did with Rogue One. They did a lot of that with The Force Awakens. There were some lines that Maz Kanata had said that weren't in the, the actual movie. Yeah. That <sighs> Maybe yeah. those reshoots really did have an impact. We'll never know. I mean, it happens a lot. Remember Suicide Squad? 
They that was with... notorious, though. And yeah. you know what? DC has major issues. Yeah, I, of course it's different. You know. But I just think trailers apparently don't represent movies, which is complete baloney because that's their whole point. Listen, I understand a few things, but there were... How many things have we mentioned tonight that were like, we thought were going to be big things? Yes, sir. I rebel. Save the rebellion. The t- I thought that that was going to be so sick. Yeah. That TIE fighter coming up to face Jin. Yeah. Nothing didn't thought, even happen. I thought there were... I mean, there's at least five major, major things that they cut out of the, or that they used in the trailer that they did not use in the movie. Which I'm not happy with that. I take back what I said before. I want to rewatch the trailers before I rewatch the movie again now, so I could see what didn't show up in the theatrical release. Uh, Saw Guerrero's lines to Jin were totally changed. By the way, you were saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, The way he talked about the Empire and the tone was completely different. Because I've watched these trailers a hundred times, you know, like I know what's being said, and I, I think that's risky business taking stuff out of Star well, Wars, especially movies. when t- people are so hyped up about the it's trailer, and then yeah. yeah, like these these it's you know a lot of trailers you can get excited about and watch a lot, but Star Wars fans live and die on every word in these trailers. Yeah, you got to be careful. Gotta be careful. Exactly. And the point of a trailer is to get you excited for the movie and for things to look forward to, and then they just cut them. I guess it's nice because they, it, oh, sometimes in trailers you get where they show you everything in the movie. Yeah, true. I'd rather have this than the other way. <laughs> yeah, like Batman versus Superman. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Except for, you know, the whole Martha thing really, like, caught me off guard. <laughs> I was so surprised by that. I mean, they really stuck to the comics and that. Damn it, Bruner. <laughs> uh, it is It is what it is. Um, so we got a year from now, a year from yesterday, Star Wars Episode Eight. When are we getting a title for that? I don't know. I thought somebody posted, maybe it was fake. I mean, I don't want to like say it. But it was, it was a really, really cool title. Um, I really wish I could remember it right now. So cool, he can't remember it. I think it's gonna be the first well, no, order it, strikes back. <laughs> What's that? The, the first order strikes. No, back. don't give oh, don't no. give Adam any fuel <laughs> to criticize this movie. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Not happening. Um, so we've got episode eight, and then a year and a half from now, we've got Han Solo. Oh, I a year and a half. It's not two years. It's May. Nice. That's weird. Exactly 41 years after A New Hope. It's weird because most of them are coming out in December of their given year. They were supposed to be May and they keep getting delayed. I'm hope oh. Han Solo is about to begin shooting in February. I bet it ends up being December. <laughs> I, I, I hope like so, this but... tradition now. Though, <laughs> I do too, yeah. I, it's I like too. a Christmas tradition. Isn't it fun? Like yeah. Star Wars makes Christmas better. <laughs> I, I love seeing the memes where it's like, oh, you're going through your advent calendar for Christmas, right? And it's like, no, I'm going for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mentioned a Pavlock earlier, too. I think the Han Solo film is going to have a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. It just I sounds like so. it's, it's from yeah. the producers or so directors from the Lego movie. So you think it's going to have some awesome 80s music? No. Oh. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun, though. I yeah, know. I think like a young Lando, young Han. Yeah, and then and whoever Amelia is. Like a decently young Chewie vibe. Yeah. Like oh, that's going to be so cool. I think that's going to be a blast. Imagine, imagine like teenage Chewie. <laughs> it wouldn't be teenage Chewie though, I know, unless I know. unless like Chewie was in, like, in dog years or Wookiee years. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, how he do could you be. Know? Do you know how old Chewie is? Well, well we he know was this alive is gonna, during the Clone Wars. This is going to take place between Episode three and four. Okay. So think of it that way. 
Well, I didn't mean he was going to be a teenager. In Wait, Chewbacca would be a slave. Imagine. So maybe he frees Chewbacca. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. He okay. he like frees Chewbacca, and then they get, or maybe doesn't he? Uh, he like he used to be a, an imperial pilot, and then he yeah. free or he decides Academy. not to shoot Chewie, and then they like break out of the empire together. It was the like that. a lot like Poe Dameron and. It was the old canon but it, it could be for this one too yeah the other thing i want to see han winning the uh the millennium falcon off of lando oh. in a yeah. game of sabacc oh man that's gonna be so, so cool see we're starting to come up with some some storylines for this movie i'm really excited about and it and winning the uh well what do you call it um he oh, won it the castle run yeah the castle run yeah. <laughs> that'd be so awesome is it a unit of distance or time i don't know <laughs> damn parsecs damn you parsecs so we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. Super exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, I uh, I think from here on out it's all Episode Eight hype, and uh, we'll we'll probably get a title. I predict February for the the film. We didn't get our first Rogue One trailer until April seventh of last this year, so I, I think we'll get a an April probably trailer again. I can't for wait that eight. long. I need it now. I thought I, thought <laughs> I said maybe. that earlier. Four months. I, I th- need I need something now. I thought maybe they were gonna show like a teaser of episode eight. That would have been amazing. I thought about it and I was like, you know what? They probably need this to be its own thing. Yeah, well honestly, like if they did that, it kinda would have overshadowed it a little bit. Yeah, can you imagine how excited you would have been? Yeah. Like, it would have been insane. I probably would have went home. <laughs> I would've been like, I'm so in, I need to go home. Don't, don't, Trevor, there's a Star Wars movie about to happen. Oh oh yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't even what? know. So uh, for social media, where can we find everybody uh, on Twitter? We'll start with Trevor. At Trevor underscore white underscore. You're getting so good at saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo. At Jamie Lynn Leroy. And Jeffrey Pobbs over here. Yeah, at Jeffrey Pobbs. How about you, that? You did, it, you did my job for me. I did <laughs> you the done job. did it. <laughs> I done did well, folks. Uh, what is uh, one thing also you want to plug for the, the website that maybe you were writing or working on uh, I'll go first. I, I have a, a video series out, Sam Budzinski. I almost said same service. And I uh, we started Geek Bits, which is kind of a, a weekly segment. It's a, about a minute long. It's a video on uh, just a fun fact. Uh, I did a Saw Gerrera piece this week and uh, all the lore that he's mentioned. And he's the first Star Wars character to go from animation to live action. So kind of exciting times. But uh, Pavlik, you recently reviewed uh, Pokemon. Yep. Pokemon Sun Moon, got a review up. Got some shopping lists coming out. I do, one for your uh, anime lover and your uh, Nintendo lover. I was about to say video game lover, but I'm doing Nintendo. Very good. Gotta love it. Jimbo! Well, we recently came out with the spoiler cast for Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life. I sat down with Lauren Haley and Jeff Beta. We talked that out for an hour and a half. That was a great time. Also, uh, keep a look out for my final Timeless review for the finale. Are you that sure Pete's not doing that? Yeah, mm, pretty positive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> let him steal that from you. Good one. <laughs> he might. He might. You never know. Mid-season or finale-finale? Uh, well, they were teasing it as a finale, but they said it comes back January 16th. So Mid-season finale. Yeah, there I guess go. so. Good stuff. All right, well, uh, I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon as far as Walking Dead goes. Um, <laughs> oh, but, boy. I mean, it's, oh, boy. it's kind of been oh, like no. a, a 
you know, worldwide thing where their ratings have gone down. The viewership has fallen off a cliff. Completely fallen it's off a cliff. because the plot moves about as quick as a zombie does. It's all about politics now. It's not even about zombies anymore. It's dumb. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> they, they, they kind of introduced like new, um, new like sanctuaries and stuff like that. But I've just completely like fallen off. But anyways, check out like, uh, um, our synthaholics uh, team up with uh, you know Dave and Aaron. Um, definitely go check those guys out because they're really cool. Um, look at all our T-shirts because Christmas is coming up. Check out all of our stuff online. It's really really cool. That's I'm kind of taking Joe's job right now. No, it's it's fine. With me. <laughs> you uh, you go for it. So- Oh, uh, it's Geek Swag. Yeah. The- <laughs> Cop out. There you go. There you go. go to the uh, com. That is our online store. We sell uh, geek t-shirts there. All proceeds go to uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation this month. So you're not only buying a, a great gift for yourself or somebody else, you are also uh, giving a few bucks to someone who really needs it this time That's of year. That's so cool. Uh, so you know, the more you don't, the more you buy, the the more we donate. Obviously, hundred percent of sales. Um, I will have by the time you've listened to this, my Rogue One review, our official review, up at thegeekiverse.com. Um, I've got a number in my head right now. I'm not going to share that because I want to let it kind of sift through when I, I write this tomorrow morning. But I'm going to get a good night's rest, get up early, and palm that out. Yeah, I told uh, one of my friends right after. Um, it's actually on Facebook, so it's like actually logged. On- like on the internet you can go and see it i said 9.5 out of 10 and i recant that i don't think it's a 9.5 out of 10 now what um, would you say right now right now that i'm thinking about it it's an 8.5 okay maybe an 8 8 you know what it's an 8.25 okay because we've talked it out a lot we found a couple of flaws a couple of things we didn't like that much and i guess that really helps with the scoring aspect it does i feel better because this is a lot of what i go through and kind of my reflection before i try to write a review because obviously i love star wars i love this movie but i'm gonna write critically about it tomorrow yeah oh definitely So it's uh, spoiler alert it's not going to score as well as the the force awakens no Nothing. Uh, I think. Well, I think if we watched a little bit more, I probably will score it a little bit higher. See, there are a few things that will add to it, and a few things that will take away. The more I see it, uh, I'm sure there will be, like Jeff said, some things we didn't notice this first time around. Uh, so again, Rogue One. Uh, check out my official review there. Uh, Geek bits. Go to YouTube.com/slash/TheGeekiverse. You can check out some awesome videos there. Podcast wherever you listen to it on iTunes or SoundCloud. Facebook.com slash the Geekiverse. Twitter and Instagram, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. I am at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. Thank you very, very, very much for uh, for listening here. Please share it with a friend. Uh, tell someone about the Geekiverse that you know uh, if you think they'd appreciate it, because we would certainly appreciate that. So for Trevor, for Jimbo, for Jeff, I am Josiah. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you.